Welcome to Real Talk episode nine. Um, it's been quite a few, it's, it's been a weird few weeks. We, we haven't been as regular as we have been. Um, it's a lot of issues really. Um, but we're, we're back now this week um, with a new idea and concept called Favourites Week. So we're going to have on multiple guests. Um, so for example, today we've gotten, and do you want to introduce yourself? Um, you're right. You're right. I'm happy to come back and, you know, return. return. <laughs> yeah. Um, should be good. Um, we're, we're without uh, like Jack today. Um, what we're going to do, like, he's, he's quite busy at the mo- like at this moment, but for yeah. the week or the next episode, he'll be on. Um, and hopefully the rest of the episodes he will be on. Um, but we'll do this one today. With just me and George. Um, yeah, so. So, yeah, it should be good. Um, we're going to keep our normal, like, formula. So, we're going to talk about film news and then go into our last favourite films. Uh, you can hear many favourite films from me this week and probably George yeah. as well if he comes on again. But so it was just, we're going to do, like, one, a one episode, like, idea where we just talk about favourite films. I think for anyone, it's hard to, like, um, narrow yeah. off your favourite films. But I think the more films you see, like, a harder task becomes and Jake's probably watched 10 times the films I have so I can imagine it was much harder for Jake to decide this well you, you said you didn't yeah. but I suppose by the end of the week we'll have a better idea <laughs> I've just got like a, lot, a list of things that are the worst one is I feel like I've missed I'm going to miss out this film this week and I'm going to go back and listen to all the episodes are you just going like, like punching yourself in the face afterwards I, yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> I think but I've got like a good list today sometimes so. as well like with me it's like do, can you include like a trilogy as a whole, whole film? You know, like um. You see, I've got. I'll get to that in one of them, one of my films later. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, um, but I, I'll probably include the the other one in the like. It was more of me, like a sequel. Oh, okay, not the yeah. Whole trilogy. Yeah, so yeah. I like, oh, they kind of go well together, but I'll just talk about it another time. Yeah, definitely. So um, news. So um, do you want to start? Because you you probably got some more. Yeah. You've probably got more side than me. <laughs> Um, so obviously came out a few weeks ago now, um, but the Tenet trailer for Christopher Nolan's film coming out on the 17th of July in the UK. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Looks really cool. Like, I think it could be like Inception level. I think it will be quite good. I don't think it'll be like one of his weaker films. I don't think it'll be his best. Just the concept. I think the con, I know it's not completely time travel, but time travel movies are never like, Never. They've always got flaws. Yeah, they've always got a few flaws, and like Christopher Nolan films are really good because there's not really many like plot holes. In a, especially, I mean, Dark Knight yeah. Rises a few, but like Batman Begins and um, the Dark Knight, they're I mean, that realistic and like even Inception like, in a way. You know, I don't know if you've have you seen Memento yet. I haven't. No, apparently it's... Memento. That script is incredible. Yeah, like, yeah. The way it like flip, like chronolo- the way it tells its story. In like it's not just a chronological way. The way he does it, and like you got black and white sections in the film, and they all add together. It's so well written. Yeah, I can imagine it's more um, about the script rather than the effects in Memento and not the shots, because obviously it was oh, it's his first film, wasn't it? I think. So like, uh, was it his first it's, film? I think it was third, third or second. It was definitely it's a remake of his first. Film. It's, a, it's a remake of his first. I want to follow him. Oh, okay, yeah. In some aspect, which is it's, it's interesting to watch this. Movie, to be fair, I haven't seen. I saw the following when I first was getting really interested in film. And what, what's I, your favourite one? Which, like, Christopher Nolan. Um, uh, Christopher Nolan film. Mm. Um, I mean, The Dark Knight is always going to be up there. For me. Yeah, it yeah. Kind of changed my perspective on superhero films. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, 
But if I was going to... Inception's incredible. I love Inception. I think I might have to say Memento. In my, um, in my top... In my top... Like, you know, you know, five four films on Letterboxd. Three yeah. of them are Christopher Nolan, so... <laughs> it's quite... I mean, you don't like to put the sign director, but the sign title, like, you got to go with your heart. You kind of... You've got to really... With Christopher Nolan, like, he's, he's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean... Th- with potholes, it was interesting to talk about like time travel. Uh, Interstellar, there was a lot of complaints with a few little potholes here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing with Christopher Nolan is that like you can nitpick any film as much as you want. Christopher Nolan is an incredible director. Oh, yeah, Every definitely. going into the Nolan film, even if it's one of his weaker ones, um, like Dark Knight Rises, for example, it's so well-directed at times. It's still a great film. Just it just doesn't really... Can't nitpick it. I don't think it holds up quite as good as the other ones. No, but... Following up them too, it's always a third one. Like following up those, like the Dark Knight and Batman Begins is. A hard I think task. if you look at trilogies, it's always usually the first film or the second film that's the best. You rarely find the third ones, the best out of yeah. all three. Um, but and it, and then like another interesting piece of news, like John John David Washington, the actor, um, spoke Esquire magazine, and uh, he described his in-law to Inception. So. Yeah, Inception theory might be correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, um, I was just to Mr. Sunday movies the other day, and they were saying potential for an Inception uh, to net crossover, but I don't really think that would work, to be honest. I mean, nah. and the fact is, Mike, Michael, <laughs> it's a funny it'd idea. be great, great idea, but Michael Caine kind of ruins the thing because he's in both films playing two different yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. So, unless, like, unless I was like, it, Inception. Caine, I think we're like Michael Caine playing both people and just me. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, like the years. Inception like crosses them over or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of the plot, I'm not really sure like what it's going to be about. Whether it's like, is he meant to be some just some kind of normal person? It's meant to be like a bending of time. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. It's a bending of time. Um, it, it feels a very classic. Like it, it's got that Chris Nolan like epic feel. Like. I think that how works. good Robert Patterson's performance will be will determine how like hype the new Batman film is. I think if he does a good performance in um Tenet, I think Batman will be hyped quite a lot. Whereas if it's just an average he's, one, like, he's had a good, like for me like the Lighthouse. He was incredible, and in. he was also in a film by the Staffy Brothers called Good Times. Mm. Uh, I want to say not. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Uh, I think it was 2018. Good time, and he's he's great in both, like brilliant. Um, I mean, obviously he's, a, he's, he's, he's in really Twilight, isn't he? So that kind of. Yeah, yeah, but to be fair, you look at Twilight, like like funnily enough, um, like Twilight are not good films, but he like, puts on quite a good performance. Had, it's not even his performance in Twilight. It's like you look at both of them, um, Robert Patterson and um, uh, Christian Stewart. They've both gone on to do some really good Yeah, stuff. yeah. <laughs> so they're both, there's a lot of talent. We're just down to the fact, the source material. Well, I mean, he, he got his first ever role in a film, which I find quite mad. I know obviously there's been big examples of like, first role in a film, but it was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. So like, I mean, he already got off yeah. to a strong start and now he's going to play Batman. I'm not really a fan of the fact that he's not training, but we'll just have to say, I mean, if he puts in a good performance, like, um, all can be forgiven. Yeah, it'd it, it be interesting to see, to be fair. I mean, it's, it's a weird one, because, like... I mean, Christian Bale was so oh, yeah. like, like He went from, like, the machinist to Batman again. Like, what do you think of and... Christian Bale's like, actual performance? Because he's dedicated. I think he's really good, but some people don't... Some um, people don't write Some him. people laugh at it. Like, his Batman is funny. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, his the voice, voice is, is a bit... So imi- like... I mean, 
it's 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 ingrained in pop culture now that whole. I, I don't mind. Um, I, I know some people have their issues with it. I think he probably plays a better Bruce Wayne than he does Batman. I like I like his Bruce Wayne as well. He's he's kind of playing um Patrick Bateman from American Psycho and his Bruce Wayne that whole playboy. Yeah, yeah. Just without the eighties pop culture references and the. Actually, yeah, definitely. But I, I like him. I mean, you could say he's a better Bruce Wayne, but to be fair, that the last forty minutes of the Dark Knight, is it's only Batman, and that's the strongest film. So. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I think he, he does a great job, in my opinion. But some people do have it. A... You see, with the Dark Knight, is that I think he was just there was a lot of great performance in that film. It was just overshadowed. Yeah, by because Heath Ledger um... obviously like he dominates it really. But even like um yeah, what's his name? He plays Harvey Dent. Um. Oh. Um, yeah, Aaron Eckhart and um, what's his name? Oh, I've got uh, yeah Gary, Gary Oldman, Oldman. That's it, yeah and Michael Michael Caine yeah, and uh, Morgan Freeman they're all just really good even Maggie yeah. Gyllenhaal to be fair like it's just a really good cast yeah um I think yeah um I don't know I see with Tenet like going back to the heart I mean the dark like, it was revolutionary that like trilogy coming from like a superhero film and mm-hmm. all um. I mean, DC is still trying to follow up that like dark and gritty feel and the crime drama that no one created in that Dark Knight trilogy, and they just haven't. I think the only superhero well film that probably has a feel feel like the Dark Knight is probably like Logan or something in terms of like the actual stakes. Like, I'd agree with that. Fe- I'd agree obviously, with it's that. a completely different plot, but like how dark it is. It's not. It doesn't feel like you can. You don't. You don't go into the Dark Knight watching a superhero film. You're watching a. But you go, if you go into any Marvel film, it could be a really good film. You're going to expect Yeah, exactly, yeah. Film. And it, with Logan and The Dark Knight, you can go in there. With The Dark Knight, you can go and expect like a crime drama. Um, and with Logan, you can go in there expecting, you know, like a very personal... Redemption um, art, basically. Like, yeah. Redemption, like yeah, definitely. drama. And it, it, I think that's the great thing about them both. Yeah, I think... I don't think DC but, will be able to ever top that that Batman again I'm going to be honest no no. because no. it was just the thing is it is that good I mean if you think you got IMDB it's the fourth it's the fourth highest film which for a super yeah. I know it's not like a traditional superhero film but for a superhero film that's incredible that is and I'm pretty yeah. sure Dark Knight Rises is in, in the like it's high up it's in like the 80s yeah nice I haven't looked at that whole 250 I remember at one point I was trying yeah, to yeah. through them all and then I've got to the point where, like, I think I've probably watched, like, the decent... I need to go... Had, you know, I might do that one, see how all the ones I've yeah, yeah. I've got left. So, uh, what, um, what's the next piece of news is? What have you got? Um. Well, I mean, another one is, like, a lot of cinemas. Like, Cineworld is expected to open in July. Um, yeah, so that's not far away now, is it? It's... It, so it's just the idea that everyone's, everyone's coming back to normal now. Yeah, um, I think with all, got, a lot of these protests sort of shifted yet, so. the news a lockdown. So I think lockdown is still happening, like well quarantine, but like it's not as big because of all the protests. So I feel like no. in a way that's kind of helped people because it's not just negative. I mean, obviously yeah. protests aren't great, but it's sort of different in the news. You know what I mean? So I think that will almost help yeah. get things. Well, you could say that, but the same time, people are not socialist because of the protests. But things do start to seem to be coming down. So hopefully, yeah. cinemas will be open yeah, on like, time. I mean, like a lot. Yeah, so that'd be great. Oh, definitely. Go and watch Tenet. Um, 
Show me one to. Uh, um, I'll, I'll just gonna. I'll I've, just I've, like one piece of news. news. Um, apparently, um, Kenneth Branagh is um is planning on making an animated Shakespeare film, which is interesting to say the least. Um, I mean that is like you see, I can kind of get it like in some ways. So it's like an introduction to Shakespeare and that. Definitely. Like, younger people. What do you think could be the best um, film to do it if you're to pick one? Well, the best story, not the best film. Um, best story. You see, mm. I've always liked Hamlet. Um, but I like Hamlet. Best is also I've a good one, but I think people. it'll be. It's, I hope it's not Romeo oh, and Juliet. Sorry, Romeo and Juliet, because I don't know. Well, there's a DiCaprio version. I mean, no, no, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Jesus, no, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, that's, that's a terrible film. Um. But like I, I like Hamlet. But then I reckon Macbeth is Macbeth yeah, or Hamlet. Yeah. I'd be okay so, with. Someone um said a Midsummer Night's Dream would be good because like, all the colours and everything. So depending on what animation, depending on what yeah, animation that, style strong. he's going for, whether he's going for like. So Macbeth is like quite mature theme. Yeah. As well, so I don't know. Like I don't know what is is is, is the title audience younger. Well, I they haven't even said like whether it's going to be Disney or whoever. I mean, I doubt it'd be like Illumination. I think. Yeah. Midsummer Night's Dream. I think it's had to go fair, for like but... a Midsummer Night's Dream kind of like into the Spider-Verse style of animation. I think that would be quite cool. But that's the only yeah, way I find cool. it really interesting. I don't really think anything else would interest me, to be honest. I mean, what do you think of him as director? Um, I you see, like I, I've liked some Four's of okay. Um, it's not great. The world building's not too bad, but I'm not really sure the Shakespearean sort of dialogue suits it like, really. Um, no, I mean, I can kind of get what he was trying to do, but it's it's one of those things where, like, Thor had, if you watch the film again, right, if you look at the amount of Dutch angles that were used in that film with the camera, yeah, like, yeah, tilted, definitely. Right, that's like a Dutch angle. It's just weirdly direct. I don't know, like, he chose a lot of weird choices. Um, I would, I do like, weirdly enough, he uh, made, um... Did the Cinderella, he did the Cinderella oh, remake as well, didn't they? Um, he did Murder of the Orient, Orient Express, which is he's okay. But yeah, I didn't yeah. hate it. Um, I don't really see much point in it. Um, but it like it was one of those things where it was an interesting like outlook on a story that's been told a thousand times. He also did the best show. Oh, he's, he's Hamlet. done Hamlet before. Like he, he, yeah, he did Hamlet before, which I think would be interesting if he did animate it. I don't know. If yeah, he I feel like he'd probably um, want to go for a different. Also, uh, he plays um what. Oh, he plays that author in Chamber of Secrets, well, doesn't he? Um, oh, the the, um, the the new teacher, Lockhart or something. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. He... Lockhart. Yeah, Gilder, yeah. He, he, that's Lockhart, that's a brilliant yeah. performance. Uh, yeah, I feel it's, like it's, um, it really there's a lot well. of characters in Harry Potter. You could say they're exactly like they are in the books, and he's one of them. Like, I think Alan Rickman's yeah, probably got the best performance out of all of them, but I think. Oh, He's brilliant. I, but I, in, know, I think yeah. in because obviously he's only in one film, he's up there. But Maggie Smith and Alan Rickman are yeah. favourite two in the um, Harry Potter. I don't think. I mean, there's a few good performances. I feel like in the first few, the kid, the kids acting's a bit weak. I think, you see, like I love like the Philosopher's Stone, like um, because though it's like the child actors, and it's but it's one of the things where I sort of grew up with them, and it's. And uh, it's one of those things where, even though, yeah, I mean, the act, 
the performances yeah. aren't great from the kids, but they're just the world building in that film is so good. Like it's incredible. It's like New Hope level. Yeah, I love that chess scene as well. Like it's so cool. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Whoa, that whole the CGI is a bit dated now in that film, but to be honest, there's a lot of there's a lot of um yeah films are mad around that period. Like they're just completely dated with CGI now. Um, but another thing I'll say, which I'm still keeping the Harry Potter, uh, The Chamber of Secrets is one of the most underrated films. I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen that one in a while, because I don't really like the first two that much, because um, of the acting, but like, I don't remember it being awful. It's Livio That's the first one, isn't it? So you think, is yeah. that one your favourite then, The Chamber of Secrets? The Chamber of Secrets. No, yeah, my favourite oh God, yeah, part two definitely have those. I feel... Um... I read out the half of Prince as well. People don't I, like. I think it's movie, a good film really like if you read the books. I can see why people wouldn't like it because apparently it misses out quite a bit from the books. It does miss out, yeah. Um, but I watched the film. Yeah, first no, I've, I've never really read the books. So I've read the first first. one because it's not too long. But like some, some it's of them are like. Great. I mean, is an Order of the Phoenix? It's that thick. It's like Order of the Phoenix. Is, I don't know yeah, how I get through it. It is a big one. That's probably the weakest like yeah, novel as well, is, to be yeah. fair. But it's like, probably one of the best Huffle, films. Huffle Prince might be my favourite novel, though, to be fair. Of, of, of the yeah, they're, they're a good read, to be fair. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I haven't read them in a while, but it's something I'd always go back and watch. They're not bad films, and it's like nostalgia as well for me. Like, they are, you know, otherwise... Yeah. I don't really know Same. that many people who haven't seen Harry Potter. I mean, you get people who haven't seen, like, no. MCU or Star Wars, but I don't know, for some reason, especially British... I don't know any, many people haven't seen him. It's exactly, yeah. Culture, so I'm pretty sure the whole cast is British, it? isn't it? Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, do you want to move on to the favourite films, then? Um, I want to quickly briefly mention um, the trailer for Ben and Ted film came out this week. Uh, oh, I've Space, seen people Space, like Space talking about that, but I haven't um, actually seen it myself. Yeah. Um, ben and Ted's are just... Like, like, everyone loves Keanu Reeves. Like, Keanu Reeves? Like, it's just such a funny yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. it's just a cool trilogy. Um, or, uh, what does the trailer cool look like? Does it look really like... It. it looks... It looks everything I kind of wanted. Yeah, yeah. What are the other, what are the other films mm-hmm. like? That's the best way I can put it. Um, but it says actually very really great. Um, it says they're both actually really like, funny. Mm. They're, they're good to watch back-to-back, to be fair. Um... And I, I yeah, I've literally never even heard of him. Recommend like... it if you haven't. Um, you see, I I watched. I was weird because I did watch. I watched um, Ben and Ted's Excellent Adventure um, first, and then uh, Ben and Ted's Bogus Journey the second one first, and then I watched. Oh, you watched the second one first. The first one, and they're just yeah. And then I've I've seen them obviously again since. And they're both they're both really funny. To be fair. But I, I think that's the thing with comedies. Like you can so just ridiculous. You don't have to like if it's like sort of like I wouldn't say like a saga but if it's like three comedies or like two it doesn't really matter which one you watch first like for example like Ted 2 you wouldn't have to watch Ted 1 no. to understand what's going on well, that's the thing they're just easy to watch aren't they no it's just chill you know but they're probably the most chilled out films yeah yeah I mean it's a different yeah I really like Ted 2 as well since like a lot of people well, I think it's, like, it's, I, it's I, better I in a way like in some ways yeah um, I can kind of see how people kind of didn't Well, like I thought it, it was quite like, a highly rated film, but the reviews aren't actually great. Like, if you go onto Letterboxd, I'm pretty sure it's, like, 
quite low in terms of an average. But no, they're good comedies, to be yeah. fair. I mean, I wouldn't say they're like completely laugh out loud, but there's a few jokes that. No, it's like there's just. I think I like. I, oh, I, he's, I, he's like, great. Mark Wahlberg is just hilarious. Like, always, like, and he's, I, he's, I, I just, he's the like, most charismatic actor. He's like, he's, he's, be an be, he's like, a funny guy. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah, one up there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Marky Marky. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, so the PS5 isn't really film, but that's looks. No, like it's one of those things that looks. Um, there's a whole thing where you know, like video games to come in, like you know. Well, definitely. I mean, like, have you played the um, first um, Spider-Man game, like the one PS4? Because they're releasing a Miles Morales. Yeah, so I'm not but, really sure, yeah, but that's like, a sequel. But like those, yeah. so, that the story in the first one's as good as like, well, any for Spider-Man film really. It's better than like most of them. So yeah. you know, I can and, see um, what you mean by that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the other thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, the last of part two coming out in on the nineteenth of June. Like the last has really started that for me. That the whole like video games becoming like mediums of their own of like stories, and you know the last of wouldn't be out of place. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, story wise in a film, and it'd be interesting. And the same like seems like they're making more game in films, even though like a lot of them do seem to fail. I think they are getting better. Yeah, well, it, like, Hideo Kojima, like, one of the, like, he's known for, like, the Metal Gear series and, like, Death Stranding last year. Uh, he's, a lot of people who are avidly into, like, game developers, um, uh, really into, like, film. And yeah, well, like, Metal Gear Solid. Through a lot more now. Metal Gear Solid, it's Rock a great Star game. Example. I'm not, I mean, I've only played The Phantom Pine, but the story's a little bit weird. But, I mean, it's got balls, you know, it ties risks. It's weird, but like it's more like that's like a Kojimaism that is like Hideo Kojima is just it's very strange. Like Death Stranding's got some weird sequences that you just like it's just weird. Like <laughs> Kojima's just a genius, but yeah, he's got definitely, that oddest, yeah, like sense yeah, of humor. yeah. It's just um, so what are you thinking of getting the PS5? That's more like, sure. Yeah, apparently it's only going to be around like, four fifty, which is obviously still quite a lot. But I was hearing it's I was hearing it was going to be around eight hundred to start. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever get to that point of the game console because that's a like lot of money. Eight hundred like quid for a game console. Exactly. Like, yeah. You might as well get. You could get like a great a game, game PC for eight hundred quid, but... couldn't you? And like obviously, and you'd have all the stuff you need. It wouldn't even, like you'd need any add-ons. Yeah, Whereas like PS Five, it's just a game console. Like, obviously, it's going to be um, great, but still, it does. You are limited to what you get. You buy what you get, yeah. you know, and you can't upgrade and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably, I'll, I'll end up. I, I want to. I do want to get it on launch. It's just sort of been a bit of a. Yeah, I've never. Um, I've never done it before. Launch. I got the PS4 a year after it came out, and I had the PS3 like why before, why after it came out. I mean, yeah. I've, and I've never really had any. Well, I had the Wii, but yeah. that's not really. I wouldn't really say it's like a. It's not really like a like. I mean, I know it's like the best-selling one, but it's not really similar to a PS4 yeah. or a Xbox One or an Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, that was there's never going to be a lot. There's never going to be loads of lockdown, today, is there? Because all the filming's like finished, isn't it? No. Yeah, but um, it should be getting back to normal. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, but we're getting our topic, so. Uh, to start favourites week. Um, 
we're going to just go get, as I say, get a few guests on, talk about their favourite films, our favourite films, just to get us to know us a little bit more. Um, as we, it's not going to yeah, yeah. the podcast, but we'll just kind of break for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, if you want to start us off, yours with your first. Should, I say, should, should we go? Start as our first guest. I'll start off first. the first three. Well, to- actually, I'll tell you what, I'll save the last three to the end. So I'll start off with um my uh yeah right I'm gonna get the list up on Letterboxd. Hold on a second. Uh right so hold on that's a Star Wars list that definitely wouldn't be my top ten favorite films of all time. Right um so number ten I've gone for the South Park movie. Number nine I've gone for the In Betweeners movie, and number eight I've gone for Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Oh okay. I'm intrigued, like, about um, okay, well, the South Park film. I've never actually seen the, the film, weirdly enough. I've seen like, quite a bit of the TV show now. Um, I won't call myself like a massive fan, but... Yeah, like, yeah, know, you know how it... Goes. I know the shtick, basically. And, like, I know the film's, like... It's It's quite celebrated. And then... Matt Stone, Parker geniuses. And, like, and that Matt, Matt Stone are just like the the, the comedies, like some episodes. There's that I love, I love especially with like that the, the TV show, especially like even when an episode doesn't work, it's that out of left field and that just hilarious. But well, it's like it doesn't work, I, I love the fact how it's cartoon because if it was in real life, none of the stuff would work. Like for example, like the, have you seen the episode where <laughs> um, there's a horror off between? Uh, Mr. Slave and Paris Hilton. And, uh, uh, Mr. Slave literally yeah. sits on Paris Hilton and shoves, yeah. shoves her up, up his ass. <laughs> it's hilarious. And like, it's just things like that. Yeah. that uh, it's just, it wouldn't work like anything else but cartoon. And one of the reasons I love the film is because even though it came out in 1997, yeah. like, it's aged really well and like, the jokes don't get old because they're not really jokes about like, yeah. um, common themes at the time. It's like, it's just like stuff to do with like moms and swear words. It's just like really ironic. I just, I just love it. And like, obviously, like, yeah, the character voice is like really well. So obviously, it's like, two men doing like most of the talking. So like, the voice actors, um, like, they're all really consistent. Like, you, yeah. you wouldn't think it was like, a sign character, you know, and like, the, the, the kids' voices, especially. Yeah. Yeah, they're but I know Trey Parker might do great. Like, I, I uh, think I'm not sure he's in the film, film well. but he is in he an episode play, and he literally yeah. plays a dog and his lines are woof woof bark bark. Like <laughs> it's so funny. Like he really wanted to be on the show, so they just put him as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it... it says like here for me, it says he was uh, Dr. Duar. Doctor Du Yeah, the, there is a scene with a doctor where like they they um when they're doing an operation on Kenny, they replace his heart with a baked potato, so he dies. And then, um, so I think he might be in that, but I can't really remember. Oh yeah, yeah, doc- yeah doctor, doctor, yeah. Um, I just so find it really re- rewatchable. There's this uh, there's this one scene in the in the um in the school where they're all um they're all having an argument with the teacher, and it's just like it's so funny. Like it's just like really like the timing's great. Like all the jokes just land. It's just it's it sounds like you'd think it'd be like a stupid scene, but like with the context of the rest of the film, it's just great. And like I find myself rewatching that scene so much. I think like that's like an I'm the one who knocks kind of 
yeah. scene, you know, you just want to watch it all the time. It's just great. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say the film yeah. is like even even yeah, out of all the episodes, cool. even the best. But the thing is, there's that many good episodes, and like with the context of the other episodes as well, when you watch it, I don't know. For me, it just holds up really well, and it's a, it's just an easy watch. And like, and the, to be fair, like, because it's it's kind of like a musical as well. There's a lot of like songs in it. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, weird, even though some of the songs you think would be a bit cringy, and, like I don't like, know, they just land really well. They just, I think the thing with South Park especially exactly, is that, yeah. I mean, comedy is very subjective anyway. Um, but like, oh god, yeah, when it lands it's in South like Park, it crying funny. It's not perfect. like, I mean, there's other films like, for example, like In Between is yeah, that's could... next on my list. Like films like that, that's kind of like time in comedy whereas like south park it's like you know it's it's there it's just silly and like if it lands it's perfect it's that bold yeah. and it's just it's that bold yeah. it's silly oh, it's yeah. crude and yeah, it's yeah there's just, like white, loads it, of different types well, of comedy and try parker and matt stone they obviously know they're not stand-up comedians and uh, they're obviously like writers but like uh, they i mean yeah. south park has had its day I'm, I'm gonna be honest it's not as good as it used to be but it's still not bad now and like if you compare that to the simpsons like yeah. I mean, like, you see some like, recent episodes, like, it still holds. I mean, again, like, uh, it's, for me, like, South Park is kind definitely, of yeah. the setting stone of, like, adult animation. Oh, yeah, definitely, and, like, yeah. You wouldn't have, the, like, the Rick and Mortys now, the, you know, the Bojack Horsemans, um, and I think if, like, if it wasn't the success, success of South Park, I mean, it's, it's sort of laid the groundwork exactly. really for these sort of shows to flourish, and, I mean, like, Rick... Here's a thought, like, you know, like, 30, 40 years ago, I mean, yeah, I mean, you go back yeah, to the Simpsons, it was still very accessible to families. Um, but now, you know, adults... Yeah, that's just incredible. An I mean, look, show, like, the thing is, South Park something that, like, teenagers could be into, but parents are hype because of how, like, sort of rude and, like, rude it is and, like, how kind of, like, inappropriate it is for, like, a, you know, parents and older people. But, like, I don't know, I don't know anyone who doesn't like it. Like, if... Not, even my dad's like, family made... doesn't really watch like no. that kind of comedy, and it's like it's it's. I just find it amazing how people yeah. love like love the film, love the series, and for me that film will be, be timeless. And I think that's my main reason, just because it, it hasn't aged like. But and I, I haven't even watched. I watched it only like recently, so it's not even like nostalgia. Like for me, it just stands out. I just I just love yeah. it. Yeah. So in between us, um, I would next say. Next we're talk about in between us. Um, it's a weird one because it's like a staple of British comedy. Like it's one of those things where if you go across the pond into the US, you go, ah, oh, exactly, yeah. In between us, if you said it in you England, ten people would say everyone no. would say it. It only works. Exactly. Yeah, like, oh, I think for me, it's probably the most been? rewatchable film on on my list. I'm gonna be honest. I just I find it so rewatchable. Like it's. I'm not sure if it'll hold up as well as the South Park film, but it just, yeah. I don't know, there's something about it, like, the jokes never really get old, I mean, that goes to the um, series itself, but yeah, the jokes always land, and I talked about, look, it's about timing, like, um, I don't know, you still laugh even if you've seen it, like, a few times, I just find it really good, and, like, there's a lot of films about, sort of, lads' holidays, yeah. and I don't really think they'll land, so it's not just, Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's better than like I'd say like Americans American Pie 2 that, or something. Like, 
like why better in terms of like comedy? Um, I probably don't know if I'd, I I probably agree in some ways. You said, but like I have a soft spot for the American Pie, like Pie One, Two, and the Wedding. Like I think I, I like the pop. Although they yeah, there's so many like there's so many strikes to DVD. American Pie. And it's yeah, like, yeah. so many other comedies that have just been created just to try and like make it like but no I mean that is, a, that, is a, that is quite a funny film pie, to be fair yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's like my complete taste in comedy but obviously I'm British aren't I so I'm not really going to find yeah I mean I think the in between this film like it's I mean when it holds up it's another story but I mean it, even if you're going back oh yeah definitely it, it, it it just reflects a lot of yeah, people no, there's so, going on a I think, like, holiday. I mean, it's, obviously it's, there's no stakes to it. Like, you don't really, you're not really, like, voting for the characters to do anything. It's just an easy watch. And, like, a, a lad's holiday is a really good setting. And, I mean, I feel, feel like if they had ended it there, I mean, they made a second film, which I, I'm really not a fan of. I really don't like that film. But um, I feel like if they ended it there, it would have been perfect. Like, three seasons yeah. of film. And it's just, I, I, I just love it. I think it's, I mean, there's not really much I can say about. That's the thing when you got a good film. It's been like it's one of those yeah, things where it's, yeah. it's now ingrained into like I like lexicon, like jazz. Yeah, yeah, um, and like Alex, things you know, like, you're like oh, you're um, a well, you are, you're a Simon. Like, there's so many like, memes from it, and like you go onto Twitter and you'll just see people talking about like the in betweeners. Like it's probably the one of the big, British biggest biggest British comedies. Like that and oh yeah, um, like recent Simon Bird's done really well because he's been on that and now he's on Friday Night Dinner, like yeah, like Friday Night Dinner, like so. Some of those like he uses like especially like British comedy is probably one of the. Like, I mean, he's not like an like, amazing actor. Now with I'd what say... he's done since. No, I don't think he's even like an like an amazing like comedic writer. He's just what he when it lands in it like i mean the in between us i mean it wasn't even down for him but he's he's one of those things where the in between it's so relatable they've kind of all been typecast into that role though it's relatable and they've all been kind of typecast exactly into that role yeah now. like they're never gonna yeah because i feel there's the role with me if you call an actor so like, say if you see an actor and you say oh that's so say for example mark hamill's a good example you wouldn't really if you saw his face, you'd think, oh, that's Luke Skywalker. You wouldn't think that's Mark Hamill, would you? Whereas, like, um, whereas like um, Robert no. De Niro or something, no. you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, he's Murray from the Joker film. It, that's Robert De Niro. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, for the same with, like, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's uh, yeah. Jack from yeah. Titanic. You'd be like, that's... So it's kind of like, it's that's all the same with the in-between. It's like, no. you just feel like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. I was watching something the other day, Blake Harrison in it. And instead of saying that's Black Harrison, I'll say, oh, Neil from the in between us. So I feel like it kind of, that when the character's bigger than the actor, you know, yeah, they're kind of like a one show kind of. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, the in between us, I mean, I hope they never. It, well, it wasn't really an episode, it was like a game show kind of thing. But it's and one I think it should be left now. Yeah, it was like a yeah, reunion. Yeah. Like, they used to, it wasn't they went terrible. Down the old like, school that I could see why people were disappointed because people were hoping for an episode. Oh, yeah. Hey, it could you... just be the only thing I could imagine they're doing now. Because like, I've listened to them it. on a podcast. Not that it's from quite a while ago. It's just as they're filming the second film. 
There might be like you know how um uh I can't remember what the comedy's called. I think it was a Morecambe and Wise. I think they did like stage shows towards the end of their career. So I think they were saying maybe do like in between us on stage, like towards like yeah. when they're a lot older, just as like a laugh. Oh, is it, yeah. Oh, is it think, uh, Lauren? Are you about like? Oh, I think, is it I think it was Lauren there. Hardy? I think it was there. Lauren Hardy did that. Or I. I I'm, 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 my mind's gone blank. I, I know, yeah. I know. I think I'm thinking about, but I just can't get it out. But I think it was more kind of more kind of wise. But like, as as I was saying, like just as like yeah. a holiday film, I just think it works really well because it's almost like all the highs and lows you get on a holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is like an easy, easy. Yeah, watching. yeah. Like and like, as I was getting towards like, the end of my list, like I knew my top five easily. But as I was getting towards the end of the list, I was just factoring in like what's more rewatchable, what can I? Because I think that's a big part of. I know I said it a lot, but like, I think that's a big part of films. You know, if they're rewatchable, they're golden. You know what I mean? I mean, you can have a bad film that's rewatchable, but th- those two are obviously good yeah. films. But you might get a film that's like a good. On the first watch, but then after that, yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. Some yeah. films just aren't rewatchable. Um, some great films just aren't rewatchable. Um, well, I went but, for Captain America and the Winter yeah. Soldier, so, and I thought so I, I know obviously some people don't like MCU yeah. films. Some people love them. I, I really like them personally, and I thought I can't really not have a top. I can't really have not not have one in the top ten. And although it's not like a perfect film. I feel like that's the one where like the yeah. performance is the best, the stakes, the stakes are the highest. The heroes are like really pushed down to sort yeah. of like you know they're pushed away, and like it's almost like that Bucky and Cap Cap arc is like really yeah. good, and like the white links to the first and the second, no, the first and the third film. It's easily the strongest trilogy in the whole of the MCU, like out of the Iron Man and the four ones. I. I yeah. yeah, the first Avengers. I like mean, the first Avengers all like quite a bit in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, um, the, the action's right. great. Like though, that, like, um, the, like, the bit in the apartment like, when he's running MCU. out, like when the um, Bucky catches his shield. I mean, were you? Uh, did you watch it in cinema? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't see yeah, that yeah. cinema. Were you surprised it. at all that it was... I remember, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure that's right right like, It's not really like... Um, I wasn't really surprised. Yeah, because that's the thing. Um, but I kind of... Because really even though Infinity War was like a massive the, shock, like, I think everyone sort of knew it was going to happen it. because of the comics. Like, there are, I think Endgame was the one where it was more surprising. Yeah. Even though Infinity War was Definitely. like... Well, I mean, a lot of people say it's a remarkable film. Like, even though it was a massive film, and so, I wouldn't say it was a massive shock, but like, I don't think people fully expect it to happen. Um, like, because the comics kind of yeah. gave it away. Whereas, I, I'm not really a massive comic but, reader, like, but I did know about like the Infinity War and the Civil War kind of stuff. But like, Winter Soldier, I had no idea about like the Hydra being shielded and stuff like that. And that was quite a good twist for me. And Robert Redford yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson have such good performances in that. Oh yeah, like I mean, like Robert Redford is, you know, it's his birthday I mean, today. Actually, again, look, I've always really liked. Yeah, Chris yeah, thirty nine. Um, I think. Look, uh, yeah, happy birthday, Chris actually, Evans. Happy, happy birthday, Chris. Uh, Chris. Um, mm. but like Robert, Robert oh, Redford's yeah, like yeah. such. He's, he's 
kind of iconic at this point. And um, with uh, like Butch and then you got Samuel Jackson, and, like the guy who's been like, like every mo- every movie cool in there like, as well. And to be fair, he, he's great. Yeah. I think that's probably his best film it's in the true, MCU. Yeah. Not his best film, but like, in the MCU, I think that's like. There's one thing that anno- it's not because of this film, but there's one thing that annoys him about yeah. this film. He says, yeah. um, "Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye." But then in Captain Marvel, the way he loses his eye, he's but again it's scratched out by a cat. And for me, that's just like such like a missed opportunity there. It could have been this amazing story about how he got like, stabbed in the eye or something, like a close to death right. experience. But then no, a cat scratches it out. It's just oh god. Yeah. Yeah, it's I. I mean, the MCU. So I'm going to bring that back to the. Like, so I think like with um like when it starts, it's got some really cool action sequences, and um it's, it's got some really great performances as well. Um, but going back to it, because we seem this topic always ends up cropping up on the podcast. But Scorsese's comments mm. about superhero films when he was on the run up to the Irishman's release last November, uh, he said that like all superhero films and like Marvel. Films yeah, yeah. Were, I think I'm putting words in his mouth here, but you said like there was theme parks, um, and you know, after one good ride, you're going to forget. I don't know because you look at the hype that. around, like, like not for example, Endgame. Like you can't really say that's not real cinema. I mean, it's the highest grossing film of all time, and like you know, although they although they've got their problems, they are still like great action films, and like you know, they're well, yeah. they're really well made. I mean. They've done like a way better job, like yeah. wrapping off the saga than, like, for example, Star Wars did. So it does show, like, it, or even though it's a Disney film and it's got loads of money pumped into it, you know, the producers do care. And um, also, someone like Source, Source yeah. is that how you say his name? He's he's not really a person who you'd think would be a massive fan of those films. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay, like, okay, No, like, I mean, he'd often criticise modern cinema in general. Um, I think, I think with just Marvel, it is a bit of a sort of cult to hate it, isn't it? Modern cinema. I wouldn't, I would agree with him on some things. Like, I've yeah, never, so... like, left, like, a Marvel film or anything. Like, I've always had a good time with them, but, like, I've never, like... Yeah, because the like, problem oh, is, there's like, not really, like, that many, like... Openly, ultimately, you always know the heroes are going to win. There's um, not really, like, that many, like, plot twists. And yeah, in scope though, like I would argue that they're probably one of the biggest in scope wise. It's just whether they fully capture that, that scope and to its full potential. I'm not sure. Like with the, like the crossover, like a thousand characters, um, I kind of feel like with um, yeah, you've got so many different characters in these like uh, in Avengers and like Endgame mm-hmm. and Infinity War. And they've all been written before in their own films by different writers. And I think, you, for me, but the thing is, though, you know when it's done and well and it's done bad. For example, you compare the first but, Avengers film, which is brilliant, by the way, uh, compare that to Justice League. I mean, it's so much, but Avengers is so much better. Yeah. Than just, I mean, oh, God, I don't want to get started yeah, on that film. Yeah, definitely. I did a review on it. I did a review on it on Letterbox. Well, it literally just says, I don't know how people can think the Snyder Cut's yeah, going to save this. Because it is literally just a train wreck, isn't it? It, it, it is, but it's one of those things where, like, it's just got so much stuff Well, Batman vs. Superman was I've, exactly I've always right, been critical it? of Snyder's direction before, and in a lot of 
And it's it's one of those things. Well, where how much will it add in that half an hour? Where, I mean, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be honest. I heard but, somewhere it's gonna be like four hours long, and I'm like, I don't know if I can watch four I'm hours. Not sure, of that. Like, um, but I don't think it'll save it. The the the, the one character I actually quite like was the Flash. I thought um, the rest of the characters were so damn. bland. <laughs> yeah, it's they're trying they're trying to do it wide open, but yeah. they're trying to do it in half the amount of films, and it's. It just feels I couldn't believe so, I've had the villain. So much like, stuff going on. Like, people knew, like, that's it, not it how to write. It's a bit overblown at times. It's literally, like, it's literally no personality. What was it? Live to conquer the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on. I mean, see, there's always been, there's always been, like, a lot of criticisms of, like, Marvel's, like, villains, and especially, like, yeah, because a lot of them were remakes a lot of, of each other. But, um, like, have you seen um, Killmonger in Black Panther? He's a he's a great villain, he is. Yeah. And um I really like Loki as well. Yeah, yeah. I think they're probably yeah. the best too. And then Vulture and Spider Man Homecoming and Mysterio, yeah, they're both cool. quite but Jack Gyllenhaal just puts in a great performance as Mysterio. Like he's a great actor, he is. And like I don't think even if it was a poorly written yeah. character, I think he'd still be likable, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Jack cool. I mean, I, I'll be speaking to him more about him this week as some of my very Oh, friends. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll start to list off my first three then. Um, mm-hmm. So the first thing I'm going to read out is uh, Once Upon a Time in America, The Godfather. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig, um, 2006 Bond film, not the 1967 okay. one. Um, I'll start on Casino Royale um, because I'm a massive James Bond fan. Uh, I've seen oh, really? Every, how did you get, even how did you get access to them? James Bond to get access never say never again. I wish I didn't. Uh, it's not good. But... Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I own the box set, basically, of all 24. <laughs> I got it bought for me like a few years ago. It's, I don't really think there could be like a really bad like, a lot like the plots are always decent. Really cool it's just well, an action so. film at the end of the day. Um, Uh, oh. <laughs> um, Dime of the Day uh, has entered the chat. Um, Dime of the Day. Exactly, is, yeah. Uh, you see, it, the, thing, the thing with James Bond, like, there's not really many boring Bond songs. Like, even the ones that aren't great, they're just that It'd be like if John Wick was like, not a like, great film. It'd there. still be very, like, like, very watchable. Oh, yeah. They're brilliant, aren't they? <sighs> Yeah, just because of those actors. Yeah, so what are you going to say about Casino Royale? Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's one of my favourite introductions of a James Bond character because you've got, towards the end of uh, the Pierce Brosnan cycle, um, during the day, highlighting this, it was a bit out of touch. It was, He's probably it the was best Bond, isn't he? Roger Moore. Of, um, the Roger Moore era, which I'm a big fan of, but... Um, he's up there. I mean, a lot of favorite. people these days love um, Daniel Craig, but I'm, it's I'm just because like him and Sean Connery, he's the he's the Bond at the uh, moment really. we're used to. Um, yeah, yeah. I like Daniel Craig, uh, but he's he's a different he's a different James Bond. Like, and I think obviously like with the towards the end of the the Brosnan era, saying like Dying the Day, it it was a, a very it wasn't in in with the time. Yeah, yeah. And you had the Bourne trilogy. Like, I think the Bourne Identities came out two thousand two, the same year as Dying the Day. 
and it was a lot more dark, gritty, super, super agent, um, secret agent film. Um, and Dawn of the Day just felt a very out of touch, as well as not being a very good film either. But Casino Royale kind of changed yeah. that, and I'd argue it's the most gritty Bond film. That or Skyfall. It's, 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 you can go into it times. Yeah, yeah. Talking about the Dark Knight earlier. And it's like you're always kind of like watching James Bond films sometimes, like watching that crime yeah, thriller. Yeah. Um, his introduction. Yeah, mm-hmm. the black and white introduction when he sat down in the office is some of my favourite like James Bond moments. Cause it's it's so it, it feels like I'm watching some like forties noir film, but it's all very dark and his his introduction is brilliant. Um, I think everything with the villain, like Le Chiffre, played by Mads Mikkelsen, he's great, and every single time the, the I, I feel like casino, a, a casino is a great place to have a it's set in the, the best film. Direction like, I mean, it's in obviously not an old film, it's, so tense it's like a really like, sort of vibrant setting to have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean, some of the camera work, especially in the cinematography, the way it portrays the scene, especially around the game of poker, is great because you can kind of feel the tension rising as the stakes are very high in this poker game not even just for money wise but for like this villain getting away with it well i don't want to try and spoil it yeah but yeah because i feel like a game of poker is like a good way to like bring in not like the main villain but maybe like and, a, um, another antagonist because it's like even oh, okay stakes, yeah yeah i mean it brings in um felix for the first time um, the the CIA Bond's obviously well known um, counterpart, I suppose, just mm-hmm. the CIA version of, of Bond, Felix Leiter. Um, so you meet him for the first no. time. And there's a lot uh, of you've got the torture scene. I mean, there's well, a lot of that in James Bond. Is, is near, near death experience, um, very dark. in every film. So a torture scene is probably a better way to do it in a way than a... yeah, yeah. But, like, considering, like, what we had before with Pierce Brothers, Bond, where, you know, he's surfing on, like, the CGI. That's so much darker, isn't it? Bond literally being tortured. Because when you're being tortured, like, he has no control. And I think really, that's, like, what's good. It darkens the tone of the series. There's nothing he can really do to get really out of it. That. Whereas, like, well, this is just general torture and scenes. Whereas, like, if, if, if it's, like, 50 50, whether yeah. you'll survive because of your actions or whether, or because of, like, nature's yeah. actions. And it's kind of like you almost know he's going to survive. Whereas, if it's like a torture yeah. scene when there's no alternative, it's almost like um, you don't yeah. really know. You 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 know he's gonna survive it, but you don't know how he's gonna survive it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, like he, I, I, another thing as well. Um, Vesterlin, the the um, she's like mm-hmm. she's also an agent, um, a British Treasury agent that she's with Bond. She's a Bond girl for the film. She's great as well, and it's she has one of the most more tragic demises of yeah, the Bond yeah. girl. I mean, you kind of expect it because they all die eventually, but so that's not really a spoiler. But she's got one of the most tragic, and it, it was the first because yeah, he's seen not Bond really a, like a character. Like, I, I mean, think, he's got since, quite a lot to him. Um, he's almost just, he's quite service. a silent person. Uh, so it's interesting to see like what where he. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of interesting arcs. Yeah, in definitely. Cinerale, which it, it brought it from this cheesy disposable action flick to 
a dark and more gritty tone, especially in like the mid two thousands, which mm-hmm. is really needed competing with a lot of born franchise. Um, Martin Campbell is really, really good at doing that. Uh, he obviously directed GoldenEye, the start of the Pierce Golden era, which they kind of messed up. Um, but his introduction to Casino Royale is some of the, some of the most, I mean, you've got the, the scene at the airport, uh, the locations are great. Daniel Craig's really good. Um, Vesper Lind, uh, mm-hmm. Play by Eva Green is amazing. Mads Mikkelsen is such like an iconic villain um, with his bleed, with his, his bleeding from the eye is just such a cool idea, um, and it's it's some of the more memorable memorable sequences in the series. So um, when he flips the Aston, the Aston, um, yeah, yeah, it's just the most fun. It's everything that I wanted to see in a Bond film in the mid two thousand. And you've got oh, that, an that's, a, that's quite a well-known uh, song, isn't it? Theme, I can't uh, say I've ever heard it, but like, I, know it's, I, know it's, yeah, I, know, I know about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and... Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I, I always watch Cinerelle. At least is it your favourite Bond it's film? got some of my favourite action sequences throughout the whole James Bond like, franchise. Um <laughs> You just you just enter the around you just you just put me yeah. around there, George. Golden Eyes is great. Isn't it? Is my favourite. Um, it's I'd say it's top three hundred percent. Golden Eye, Goldfinger, yeah, Skyfall like, um, looks really good. I know, can't say I've seen that many of them. I've seen Skyfall as well. But you can probably tell from just then. I haven't. I didn't directly say, but I haven't seen Casino Real. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, if the next James Bond film... Did it come out, watch, like, early 2000s? It's, it's, like, it's got a great oh, right, villain, okay. great Bond That's girl. just fairly modern. Daniel Craig is... I'd say he's at his best. Uh, 2006. Um, it's super well-directed. Martin Campbell's actually... Like, the, the, scene, the scene at the airport is so well done. And it's everything that you'd want from an introductory, yeah, yeah. introductory Bond Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch. I, I mean, it's always... Like, I think I would have recorded it, actually. It's always one lot I've wanted to watch. It's just like because um, there's a lot of films to watch, and like it's just James Bond is never really something that's like kind of the top of my list. You know what I mean? Should do the Godfather next. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, going to another film that's um really a little bit different. Yeah, I'm gonna go into Godfather. Um. First time I ever watched The Godfather, I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I didn't. I, I, I watched it. I was like, oh, you know, like I, I admire its greatness, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, but I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I fully got it, and I was like, oh, that was like okay, and I so I just pull it away, and then there was always something obsessed me over the next like few weeks. I was like, I need to watch The Godfather again. There's something I miss, and I watched it again, and I loved it, and I've seen it about six, seven times now since. Um, and it, it's to me, it's one of my favorite films yeah. of all time. Just because, I mean, there's so many reasons for it for it being my favorite. But as a writer, especially like an, um, an inspiring writer, I mean, I've actually seen the first twenty minutes. To be fair, like, home. like and I, it wasn't like I found it boring. It wasn't like I found so it boring. Well done, it just, it's... I wasn't really in the mood for that type of film. Yeah. So I just put it down. And, and it... I thought I'll rock, watch the rest later. And then my Sky Cinema ran out. So, but I'm planning on watching it tomorrow. So, yeah, so it, it can be unfortunate, but hopefully I'll have more of an opinion on it uh, soon. But I'll 
Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we'll get, we'll have to get you on and talk about the golf tournament because I really want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, the first one minutes set with the wedding, the way it sets up the whole Alpha family pound, yeah. is great. Um, you've got the, the iconic performances, um, Marlon Bando's down, uh, the dance, Don Vito, yeah, Don Vito, no, Don Vito. Um, you've got, um, Al Pacino coming from this, like, Michael's off in this film with Al Pacino, um, he goes from this veteran like, yeah, yeah. who doesn't want to get involved in the family business to taking over the family business. That whole arc is one of the best in cinema. And it's, do you prefer it's The Godfather I mean, as a single film? Do you prefer it better with two of them? Because I know Frey's not saying that. Super right. well Apparently written. two's really um, good. Godfather, Godfather, Godfather 1 and 2 are great watching together. Um, the third one has some... I don't... People like Isn't it more of an action? Of worst films of all, like, no, it's, it's, it's nowhere near a bad film. It's just compared to the two, it's not great. Um, it's got a lot of action in it, which it kind of didn't feel right. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go back to the Godfather one in a sec, why it mm-hmm. meant so great, but it, it didn't really fit in with the rest of the, the other two. And it doesn't really feel like a part three as such. Um, it's got some really great sequences, like everything in the opera is great. Um, I think the ending is so bittersweet and it's I mean, almost as good as the God for the Part 2 ending. Um, it's the highest rated film on IMDb. It's also the highest rated film on Letterboxd. And I think if anyone... If you've got 100 like film fans in a room and you have to decide what's your favourite film, what's the best film of all time, and they have to agree on one, I think they probably would say The Godfather, wouldn't they? It's seen as, like, probably the best, I think. Yeah. Godfather's definitely in there. Um... I mean, it's shot beautifully it's like, as well. It's seen as a better one, like, modern, modern cinema, and I, I'd probably agree. Um, mm. A lot of people, like, like, it's not just a gangster film. It's a, it's a family drama about a family who's going through, like, a, a, a crisis yeah. that or every single family goes through, a, a death of a, of a loved one um, or the demise of a loved one. And it's them arguing about, you know, who's, how yeah, definitely. Yeah. These problems. It's um, kind of similar to Breaking Bad. Things I don't a know harder with I mean... a crime family, so they've got more problems than a normal family would have. Um, uh, well, it's got the reference for a start. Which in is some ways, I can I'll, I'll kind of see um, Breaking Bad takes some influence from it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's it, the way it sets up its characters, sets up the family. See Michael's slow transition throughout the film. Um, yeah. Even everything where, like, halfway through the film, he, one of the characters, or Michael, he has to go to Italy. Um, and in most of yeah, the, yeah. a lot of films, why a lot of people do that, it feels a little bit out of place and slow down the story quite a bit. But it, just during this period, it's, it, it's very good at think, like making Michael's arc move forward so you can see his transition from this war veteran yeah, yeah. who doesn't want, want anything to do with the family business is slowly becoming part of the family mm-hmm. p- part of the family business and uh, the stuff that happens in Italy you can kind of see how it affects his decision making towards like the very end of the film um, which I think is great and um, there's obviously this there's a, there's a famous scene when you see it tonight or tomorrow 
in a, in a diner with Michael Corleone. Uh, and that's some of the most tense, like, I'm going to say action, tense mm-hmm. action you'd ever see in a film. Um, and it's, it's so well directed, so well written. And the, the, the payoff of that oh, yeah, definitely. is just brilliant. Like, well, I mean, um, any, I think you could pick out any scene for, like, obviously I've seen it from, like, bit, the bits I've seen. Any, any scene you could pick out, um, like, you could always like, shot beautifully and like, the dialogue and the acting's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. opening, the way it like slowly fades, you can see the room slowly becomes less. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I find it amazing how he's kind of got like, that whole, weird, squeaky voice, monologue, like, but it's not something it's you so need to, to take the mic out. Um, like, it's kind of like intimidating in a way, even though it's like soft and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Marlon Brando is great. I mean, I don't think it's even my favorite. It's so good, like, Marlon Brando is as an actor. I mean, like, like, as much as I love his performance as a Don, uh, it's nowhere near as. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think it's even his best performance. Uh, he's, he's, like, he's got so many. He's just such an incredible actor and so diverse that. My favorite, my favorite, like Marlon Brando performances on the yeah, Warford, he's a great actor. Um, or or a Streetcar Named Desire. I can't, I couldn't decide, but either one of them too. Um, but as a as a Donald Sakes, his most iconic performance. Um, because mm. you can slowly see him his downfall as well. You've got Michael's rise and his downfall going like side to side as an arc, and uh, it's really great to see. Uh, some of my favorite yeah. moments in the film uh, towards the end, and it's it's him and Michael sitting at the table. Michael is now like the head of this family and like the Don's like, you know, he's, he's an old man now. He's nowhere near as strong as he used to be and they're, they're just talking about the family business and he's like, Michael's like, oh, I've got it covered, Dad. I've got it covered. It's fine. And you can see that he, 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 he can kind of tell as he goes further and further in the, into the conversation very subtly yeah, yeah. that he knows he's got no longer, he's, he's no longer now the Don. Like he's, he's lost all the control he used to have. And it's one of the, the best downfalls ever, um, which, are why, which is why I think yeah, like, yeah. watching it straight... I, think, I mean, that'll take quite a bit of your day of watching both of Vito, but... and then <laughs> It's really good as well. But... Oh, no, I... I yeah, I it would, but The Godfather is one of those films I mean, where... I mean, I do believe in the very two hours... I'd say about like, two hours, 15 is probably what I'd say. Don't longer than best. two hours. Um... Yeah, yeah. Does it sort of like happen um, over quite a long period well, of time? Like, there's some films that need to be long, and The Godfather is one of them. Like, there's not a way to be yeah, yeah. The Godfather. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what makes the arc so beautiful of Michael just becoming this innocent, you know, it's nothing to do with the crime family to becoming the head of it. Um, it's, it's got some really brutal sequences, like um, Sonny Corleone, Michael's brother, it's there's quite a, like, I've seen the um, I've seen the church I've seen times. the church there's nothing you can really, really sit good. here and, like I'm thinking like what else can I add to the Godfather argument that makes it is so that probably great. the most iconic scene I'm just repeating points yeah yeah um the... no I, I just can't um, believe Zuto as a Godfather been parodied by the Simpsons and it, it's class it, that it is involves yeah basically um yeah, it's it's been referenced everywhere. It's been referenced everywhere. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think sit in now, like, I'm just gonna say, do you think we should move on? Because we're already like an hour in and there's nothing <laughs> more you can add to the Godfather. We've still got quite a few films to go through. Um, the thing is with the Godfather, you could talk about it all day. Yeah. There's a lot to cover. Yeah. Um Yeah, so, so I was yeah. yeah, but there's no, yeah, there's, there's nothing more I can add. Um, the next one, there's not really much more I can add either, but uh, Once Upon a Time in America, 1984. Uh, the iconic director, Sergio Leone's final picture. Um, mm-hmm. It's a gangster epic, epic that's set in the Prohibition era that uh, follows like the protagonist, Noodles, played by Robert De Niro. It's probably my favourite Robert De Niro performance apart from The Godfather 2 or, or Raging Bull, between them three. Um, mm-hmm. But... Noodles. It's it, it's not told chronologically. It starts as Noodles, this guy, this now old man, um, returning to New York, um, where in a, like in the Prohibition era in the U.S. he he was a gangster, but you know he's no longer that anymore. He's a, he's an old man who's come back, um, and it, it the way it plays out is it's one of those things. It's it's not like The Godfather because it is it, it feels more like a gangster. Epic. So the world building is quite era. good. You've got them. You've got these lads who you've seen, you know, selling, uh, smuggling, like alcohol. Yeah, you get to see this gang and this group of friends who, you know, they start at a very young age. Like you see them early on in the film as like fourteen, thirteen-year-old lads who are smuggling, doing like yeah, stealing, yeah, thieving, looting, like these low-end, low-skilled jobs. That you get to see them grow into these full-blown gangsters as it goes later on. Um, and it, it, it's such a beautiful film about friendship. Um, and it's got a very like great moral story about mm-hmm. revenge, revenge as well, which is it, it's so beautifully done. Um, it's a really iconic final scene as well, like the last shot. And it's just Robert De Niro smiling uh, and it, it, while, he's, while he's on opium. And it, it's such an iconic scene. And it, it, it's Sergio Leone is a director. He's very good at conveying conveying the story not through words but through shots and cinematography and the way that film ends you can kind of it tell it paints that final picture of noodles of where he's at in life and what what he's done and that whole final scene with him just smiling upwards while he's an opium in his Chinese um yeah I think Chinese, shots of no, like Chinese when you see that fat sort of like the sort of final uh, emotion it's like a really interesting way of sort of, because especially like if a film's like very character oriented, which it seems like that would be like, like um, it's great to see the sort of like the final emotion is by the end of the yeah. film. I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, the best I can put that's is always an interest. The main character is betrayed some sort. And he's offered the chance for revenge, and he doesn't take it, even though like he's been betrayed, that yeah, made yeah. his life miserable. And it, it, it's one of those things where it's it's a, it's a very like it's almost I think three hours and fifty minutes long. It's a very long film, but like you see this guy so he unfold as this young man. You see all of his like activities, and he seems like an older man, and like you know he's got like a love interest that's just passed. Yeah. that things happen in life that he never got chance to do anything with. Um, you see friends that have done better than him. And yeah, it's, it's always an interesting uh, character. The moral the story about like revenge. Characters get older and they pass revenge, but then so they're sort of brought into it a bit more. You know what I mean? Sergio Leone is... Like, sort of an event will bring them back in, but yeah. then they, ultimately they just decide it's not worth the, the trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's literally the whole, and it's so beautiful. Yeah, like the shot, so, so like a dark shot. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no other actor that can bang yeah, emotion yeah. through the camera kind of than Sergio Leone. And, yeah. I mean, mm. uh, there was a whole thing at this, when it first released. They didn't want to release a four-hour film, so they cut it to two hours, and it was panned originally. I mean, what's the short version? Like, a longer version that came out, the, the official version no. that Sergio Leone wanted it. To be seen as like a four-hour film, and it's it's perfect. I mean, yeah. it's not very good. You just don't want to see it because you don't want to imagine. Like what? what? Like, I've never seen like, it, but yeah. I know what it cuts out of the film, and it, it loses the whole point of it. Because once upon America, it's a slow unwinding yeah, film, yeah. and it's it's a slow unwinding film that you get to slowly learn more about these characters. Um, of course, you know it's beautifully shot and everything, like every Sergio film is. But the characters, the story, are so well told through this it doesn't feel like a four-hour film even though it is and mm-hmm. um i mean james woods and Robert de niro they're the two yeah well it's, it's a great cast of like actors like, need from the, i mean i haven't seen it but and, um, I, I assume it started like the once upon a time kind of trend like obviously you got now once upon a time in the west once upon a time in hollywood i don't know if that's yeah james woods like oh did it um um, Once Upon in the West came out before oh, okay, America, yeah. and it, it like the Sergio, the Sergio and the Once Upon a Time trilogy, and uh, Once Upon in Hollywood is a reference to Sergio Leone's uh, Tarantino is uh, oh, okay. influenced, yeah, he's influenced a lot by like he claimed like the good, the good, the good, the bad, the ugly, which is another Sergio Leone film, is his favorite film of all time. Um, but yeah, once time in America. It's a shame. It's, it's a film That's a that film I'd actually love to see. Like, parts, obviously, it it's not going to come out in cinema because it's already been out for years. But it'd be great if they could put it in a cinema. For like, yeah, yeah. Or sometimes they do just put films oh, yeah, back in the like, cinema for a bit, don't they? Just they re-release it. Yeah, like, I always look to like, re-releases um, of uh, like films like that. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, next year is where they're going to look. 50 years. So, 16. so you reckon they'll do something for that? Okay, you've got like four Hopefully. years until... Um, in four years, it'll be, yeah, it'll be you know, 40, I think. Yeah, we release it. Again, like... Yeah. I mean, like, Independence Day was much short for a screening, but, like, Once Upon America, it's it's only the last film, and I think... It's, it's hard on the side of your favourite film. <laughs> um, which is... A, it's hard to even say because um, he's got so many great films, but it yeah, really yeah. like that whole the la- yeah. It's like an iconic. It's, it's, it's last. It's last shot. Yeah. Is it's a perfect end to this man's like great career. Um, you've already spoken about all three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so if we go. Yeah, the last, If we go for the next film, uh, one and then the next um, stage, we'll go the for the next. Um, the last three. Uh, so oh, wait, oh, my next four. Three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've so we'll finish seven. I've gone. You two now. Ne- yeah. oh, you want to go next two and then oh okay yeah. so my next two I've gone for Into the Spider-Man oh, no, do the last, and do the, next the two, Social so Network because yeah yeah you, you you're glad you didn't ooh okay I'm kind of glad you said the yeah, Social yeah. Network well, I'm we'll kind of glad I didn't put the Social <laughs> Network on there 
so I'll point without opening. I'm still going to speak about one. I think it's a great film. So it's not really the story that captivates me. the The animation is incredible, and like the way it's like edited and like just um how it looks really good and it's just the story's like eight out of ten but for me it makes it the visuals are incredible and like it's yeah a, it, it... like a it, for me like oh, i'm trying to think like what's the word it's just like it's one of those films you can't put down you know what i mean no matter what you could watch it any time any mood because it's like a it's a great story and i feel like it's just so it's so new, unique, yeah. and so different. It's a different like, look on Spider Man, and like Miles Morales is like an interesting character. And that, I've seen it twice, and like yeah. for some reason it was way better the second time, even though I really liked it the first time. I don't know. The animated style is really, really like interesting. Um, yeah, because it's so new. I'll be honest, with you, I went into it with like low expectations, like it's. It's made, it's and yeah, it's made by the guys who like made like Pushing Boots and um, Peter Ramsey, oh, yeah. who made originally before I think he made Rise of the Guardians, Monster vs. Aliens, is very good. Aliens, which, like, Rise of the Guardians, they weren't bad films, but it's not bad. If they if it was like the same people, all right, made, like, like, I don't know, they're not Fred, bad. House um, of Dragon, I'd be a bit more like I'd probably have more expectations, but because those are pretty weak DreamWorks films, yeah, you would have thought. Yeah, like they, they were I just really can't believe like, they went for something like, so the animated, the like it's almost something you couldn't like do live um, action like a Spider Verse film because like characters like Spider Ham like how the fact some of its cartoons from yeah, its 3D definitely. just works like brilliantly and um it's for, it's definitely my favorite animated film yeah, of all definitely. time. I, I was toying with the idea of putting The Incredibles on this list and that just missed out because I really like that as well. That's like a really good film and like um. What I like about both of these films, actually, yeah. like adults can watch them. The 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 films that are made for kids, that I'd, I'd say them they're yeah, made for kids, written great. like for adults. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah, like Nicholas Cage is in it. Iconic voice performance, an actual good film. Yeah, but it, like it's always great. Yeah, like it's always great yeah, to see yeah. in. Uh, a, a good film and obviously because it's just voice yeah, acting you can't really tell that's a great performance but like you know um, none of the performances are bad really in terms of acting no like yeah like it's and um oh yeah no it's like um, mean, the scores are really good yeah, like, like, really it as well uh i'm not really sure who did it um, but the soundtrack that's more like it's like rap music but like yeah Post Malone did a yeah, song. Yeah, I know, like, yeah. they got quite a, a good song. Like, they got uh, Post Malone on there, Juice World. Um, yeah, there's a notorious one, big song on there which fits know, like, the, the like a, so well. It, uh, yeah, yeah, like, uh, it was one of those weird things where I, I expected, right? Nothing. I think it's right, like, four points on Letterboxd. She's like, right, like, oh, that's well, like. This is great. <laughs> that's um, a really good score. I think. To say, like, yeah, yeah. as well, a lot of people would agree it's better than, like, Spider-Man 2. I mean, that's, like, a, seen as a really good film, too. Like, um... I, and I just think... I, I just love it. Yeah. It's better than... It's, well, it's better than any MCU film, I'd say. Yeah. I was sort of toying with the idea to put it on. Because this top ten, it's not really, like... Yeah. It is in order, but, that. like... I sort of, what 
apart from like, as I get up to the list, because I just go in my heart towards the bottom. I sort of wanted um, one thing from each kind of thing, so I didn't want like two MCU films. I didn't want like two like um, uh, I don't know what another example I could use is. Yeah, two of the same type. Like, I didn't really want to put Logan on there, even two though it's a great film. film yeah. it's, not, it's another superhero film. I wanted to show some diversity, so yeah. that's what I went with, and I'm yeah. pretty happy it's up there. I... Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting choice. Cause, like, I can Definitely. See and I think, like, can, can you imagine, like, that's no nostalgia for me as well. Can you imagine, like, the 10-year-olds? Can you imagine the nostalgia that I'd get? Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, it is well deserved as well. My, uh, best animated think... feature at the uh, Academy Awards. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, it was just not many. Non Disney Pixar films. I think Shrek and Wallace and Gromit, and maybe. Oh, I think. Shrek. Yeah, I think that might be it. Spirited Away. And I yeah. think that's it. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. First oh, oh, I think it was the first twenty eleven. So that's ages. In 2011. I mean, so some, some of the ago, films on win that award are a bit debatable. Yeah, especially. But, and, um, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, usually I the mean, best picture films, films that win the best like, picture. Well, they are good debatable. films, but they're not like, um, with it. I haven't seen it, but apparently it's like, like West Korean. I agree with Parasite. <laughs> that would yeah, I'm gonna be honest. 2019 was wasn't a great there. year for films. Hollywood love films about Hollywood. Mm. Um, you see, I disagree with that. Uh, I think it was obviously for like Blockbusters. I don't think it was great, but there was there was so many like for for independent and original films and like original screenplays coming through that. Was celebrated and made, yeah, um, and did very well for themselves. Quite a lot, like you got Mary Story, uh, The Irishman, uh, once Tom in Hollywood. Um, The Lighthouse came out early December, and like The Joker again, um, 1917. Was that you've got, uh, was that 2019 or 2020? What else you got? Okay, yeah, 1917, like, yeah, 2019. Um, you had so many really like original films, I mean. Yeah, yeah, weren't great. I mean, you had the Lost World, obviously. Which... Is this Jurassic World? So, no. Um, you... Not Lost. Yeah, Lost World, wasn't it? I've I've heard really bad Jurassic things. World, about Jurassic World, the Lost. Jurassic World. Okay, the second Jurassic World that was terrible. Um, but for like original, like for like auteurs and like um, directors oh, yeah, that weren't yeah. involved no, they... with any big franchises, like it was really their year to shine. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think once upon a time, Hollywood did so well, because there wasn't like, that many me, films but... like, up against it, you know what I mean? Like, it is a great film, but there's not, like, there wasn't, like, that many, like... Um, I think it's one of those things where Hollywood, right, love, like, you'll notice oh, right, yeah. you get further on, like, So if you want to impress Hollywood, Hollywood, like a film like, about Hollywood. films about Hollywood. <laughs> and it's, like, make a film about Hollywood, yep. That's an easy, yeah, like, yeah. Um, I've heard that's like, not La actually La Land, yeah, that like, good. That I mean, I'm not a fan of musicals, you know, but I'm a musical. Um, I really like it, but oh, okay. see, again, if you're not a fan of musicals, Damien Chazelle is a really great director. Um, but he, but Whiplash is incredible, like one of my favourite films last decade. 
Oh um, yeah, yeah. Um, but, talking yeah, of years, um, that, we'll, we'll move that on. Good we'll films in twenty ten, which was a great year. But one of my favorites in twenty ten, The Social Network. Yeah. Okay, but one, the first thing I'm gonna say you wouldn't expect to be great is that like you wouldn't expect to be remarkable. The score is unbelievable. It adds so much to like the the score. It adds so much uh, the tension and everything. Insanely good. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, even from like the yeah, uh, yeah. The, you know the canoe, the the, the canoeing sequence. Yeah, it actually Cambridge is. Yeah, and it's and, uh, not really anything Oxford. to do with the actual. The whole story. race is so well done, like music. The guy who plays, the guy who plays the twins does like a really good job of playing both of them too yeah. as well. I mean, like, and I feel there's a lot of like interesting characters. Like, for example, yeah. like, Sean Parker is like probably like and, um, third main protagonist. Like, I don't know if he's the antagonist or the protagonist. It's hard to say where you're coming from. Yeah. It's just a typical great Shakespeare and drama for me. I mean, just thinking about great. The, um, open, Jesse the opening scene is really great. good. It's uh, really good. Or it's just perfect. But for me, like, the opening scene, oh, that writing is like, I mean, I've yeah. got the Blue Rain. I, I watched the audio commentary over it, uh, that opening scene. And, like, well, just um, ideas what it could set. be. I mean, he had like so many pages for that opening scene alone. And it, it's mm. well written. Yeah, like you learn so much. It's about such a believable Mark, argument like, as well. It's not just like alone, an argument, uh, even though like, you've barely met these characters. Like, it's such a believable like, way of doing it. I mean, I know people say it's not accurate yeah. to actually what happened, but at the end of the day, like, come on, it's still a, it's still a great story. No, like, it, it, I mean, the thing is, right, like, mm. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's just millionaires suing millionaires for, for millions, like. It, no one's like the stakes aren't really that high. It sounds stupid, but mm. like the way Zorky writes dialogue and the fast-paced, quick, witty dialogue he writes makes every scene so like the stakes are really high. Um, I mean, that opening scene alone, like, oh, you know, yeah, so yeah. much like um, about how Mark Zuckerberg cares about finals clubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously that plays in later on with the film with his friend like Eduardo. Um, and you just learn so much about Mark Zuckerberg from that argument alone. The way he yeah, yeah. the argument. That's his personality, he really. Like, he's, he's, he's clever, but he doesn't have much of it. And that's um, like, ultimately his downfall. So you can kind of see where it's going to go. Yeah, but... you learn so much from him. Yeah. I think... Yeah, um, I mean... Like, I mean... Andrew Garfield's really great. good. It's like, probably him, Andrew Garfield like... performs apart from Hatfield Ridge. That character, the um, arc, just goes down and down and down and down. Whereas... Jess, um, whereas Mark Zuckerberg, Jesse Eisenberg, his his character arcs go yeah. up and up and up, and then towards the end, it's literally just like a bang. Like he realizes what he's done, and like it's tragic, really. Yeah. It's a tragic story, but obviously, like, and I think that's why it's better that it's not a true story because they've yeah. twisted it. It it doesn't really matter about the Facebook side of thing. And I like the fact like, that they actually resolve it, the it friendship. It's just that last shot of dro- Mark Zuckerberg just like looking like, depressed. No. Yeah. That's also great. That's just looking like like he knows like what um what's happening. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Um, shout out to Rumi Nimara who plays Erica. You know, he's got Mark's ex-girlfriend. Uh, she's great in a Finch film that came out in in twenty eleven. Was it was it was it yeah. was it Golden Dragon two twenty eleven or twenty two thousand nine? Yeah, yeah. Before. I think my mom. She's I think in my mom uh, the Golden Dragon. Film. Film. Also another great David Finch film. 
Yeah, no, she she's a good actor. Uh, she just wasn't as in it as much as I expected yeah. her to be. She's in the first um, scene. No, but that first that first scene alone is just like they do. I mean, it's, it has yeah, it's like, Aaron Zorkin's like dialogue to say, to say, but they're both great in that scene. And Jesse Eisenberg kind of yeah, yeah. replaced Michael Sarah. Yeah, the, them two look so like, like a underage, lot. Like, Jesse Eisenberg. I swear they got the same like personality. <laughs> do you prefer yeah. Michael Sarah and Super Bad or Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm gonna be honest. Like I started watching um, Superbad. I didn't really find it that. It was okay. You see, I love. I'm, I love I'm both. Finished it yet. Yeah, no, I know you. Yeah, you see, like the podcast. I, on see, I do find that quite. I do like Superbad. Um, yeah, um, but well, oh, with that's, just having the network. I mean, one of thirteen is you know when like he's creating face match. And you've got the Trent Reznor store that's like beaten behind him, and that is just rough. And it's it's so well directed. Like Finch is so good at like Finch yeah, and Dawson yeah. go so well together because like you've got like Aaron mm-hmm. Zorkin's fast paced like quick witty script, and then you've got Zorkin's like fast paced direction. That bit it's quite and, funny um, when they just the get all the girls. The he's like banging all the girls. Like, that's the um, kind of thing you'd love to do, but you know it's immorally wrong. But like. So it's, cool. it's some, there's times when you're at school where you think that'd yeah. be so funny to do, just bite people out over the internet. <laughs> I know it's almost like for a nerd, that's such like. Can you imagine if like, like if that yeah. actually happened in like real life, um, like a, some sort of nerd like did that, just like biting like all the everyone out? It'd be hilarious. Because <laughs> it, it is like a, a sort of a, un, it's like an unlikely yeah. hero. I know he's not really a hero, um, but like. It's it's unlikely what he does, not because of he's he's obviously got the talent, his personality, you know what I mean? His personality kinda of drags him down and I think that's what makes the character so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean I think Justin Timberlake is really, really yeah, good yeah. Park as well, like he's in like I think if you look at it though, like evil genius, Although he like, manipulates it. Facebook got to where it got to. Because he does know what he's talking about, so it's almost like you 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 want to hate him, but at the same time, like yeah, and it, should you, you know I mean, what I mean? Because he he has he has helped him. I know he I know he ditches Eduardo, but Eduardo is kind of pulled it back, and at the end of that, it is a business. So. Yeah. Um. So do you want to? What, what are your two next films? I know you said the social network yeah. was close on your list, but. Um, well, uh, Ooh. and next, another one for me, um, is going to be Back to the Future. Um, I'm, I'm going to bring this one now, uh, it's not, it's really like my first, apart from like, Sin, Cinderella, it's my only like blockbuster film, like on, cause I'm, I'm trying to like add like a yeah. blockbuster film, a film that I like, I really like, like, like a nostalgic film. Mm. I'm trying to like each every lesson I'm gonna do in, in these video in like these podcasts I'm gonna do like each one. And um Yeah, uh, yeah. Back to the future is just it's such a good like the characters are so iconic now. Um Monster Fox is great. Um uh Crystal Lloyd is it's iconic as like Dr. Emmett Brown. Uh yeah, yeah. Back to the future is just it's such like an easy idea and like an interesting concept. 
Hill Valley is like the, I think the set the production zone the set design. I love how it's like twenty fifteen. Uh, really well, I think that's the future too, really isn't it? Well, well that's um, um that, that twenty fifteen just happened. Like I remember in, back in twenty fifteen, yeah, yeah. like, oh, we should have lot like, hoverboards and that's stuff. Now. In the past, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but it's it's just so it's, it's light hard, it's, isn't like, it? If there's a, if I just a bit down, I always come back to the future because it's just just such. Do you sort fun of... and uh, light hearted and fun film and I know the iconic, sort of, um, like also a really great like, Huey Lewis around that time period. And I know Jaws is quite a bit before, but I'd always put Jaws ET and Back to the Future kind of in the same category for some reason. I don't know why. They're all like Universal's like classic sort of standalone. You know, I know Back to the Future's got yeah, I can't two see or that. three, but like, see that. like I, I don't know, you just sort of put them in your, like, your classic um, Universal yeah. films, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think what's really underrated uh, is uh, mm. Bob Zemeckis, Zemeckis and, uh, um, well, and Bob Gale's uh, screenplay. Um, because the Back to the Future screenplay, although very like simplistic, and it's so well structured, and like the four shadows, like with the clock tower, um, that kind of just like these little hints that start film, like mm-hmm. kind of push it a little bit forward. Like um, you've got the side the clock tower thing that's in the, 1985, and then the clock tower. He's kind of helped with the whole. Um, it's it, it it does a lot of like ex- exposition. So um, the whole clock tower thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's hidden within the story, the like the context, like when he's walking with Jennifer and like, oh, so nice, the clock tower. It, it's it, it, it's so good at like telling the audience exposition, which I don't think he gets enough credit for sometimes. One thing I would um, say about it, I've, I've heard people, so, I haven't seen it, yeah, which is amazing. Like it's it's, just, it's another film fun. I want to watch. Um, apparently, Marty McFly doesn't really have like much of a character arc, and they were saying, like, considering he doesn't Damn. have a character arc, he's still like a really interesting character throughout the whole film. Mm. Reminds me a bit of Rick yeah, and Morty, to be fair. Like, like, he just gets caught in the wrong place that at the sort wrong of, time. Yeah. Like, he's just got a love interest. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of similar character. It is exactly like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, like, like based off it in some ways. Um, yeah, yeah. But everyone, like, based, like, it's, it's got it's got iconic I think it's one of those films. Just, no one would ever really say it's funny dialogue, film. like, um, It's just like a likeable. But the first one especially. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, like, was, was that no all you want to say? You don't know anyone right who now. doesn't like Back to the Future. Um, but there's nothing really much I can add to it. Um, apart from the only screenplay, I, mm-hmm. I don't think the screenplay gets enough credit. As I said, like the way it like hides exposition within the story is yeah. so clever, and you never feel like like when you go into some films, especially like time travel films, especially. Um, yeah, yeah. There's always like an ex- exposition dump where like. 10, 15 minutes basically just tells you this is what's going on. But Bad Bits Future never really does that, um, apart from, you know, when you see, uh, you get introduced mm-hmm. to the time machine. But it's so well inducted within, like, the screenplay and the story and the narrative. Yeah, like, definitely. It's, 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 really it's an iconic it. film, isn't it? It's quite incredible. If you haven't seen it, you know it exists. Yeah, and, uh, I definitely will. <laughs> so what's yeah, your next I mean, one? Fine. Get on it. Get, get on Is it, this get final on it, for today or just... um, my final oh, okay. film? So I've still got a few more. Is um, well, final for today, yeah, obviously. Uh, 
I'd say up there was one of my, with, like, this is like top. This is oh, yeah, you love like, that one, don't top, you? Top film of mine. Uh, and that's Richard Linklater's Days of Confused. Um, Does he yeah, have the song Days of Confused? All it is, it's, it's, not in, it's not in, no, it's in Texas, uh, last day of school. <laughs> and it's just. Uh, no. <laughs> Ironically. Um, or, 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 I mean, it is the 70s, so I suppose it is sort of got that Led Zeppelin feel. Um, it's the music, it really captures its time period. Like, a lot of people say, like, I've said this, yeah, definitely, yeah, really well. But this film definitely feels like, yeah, it feels like it's not the most 70s film, uh, really well. Uh, the clothes in the cars, the music, the soundtrack, it's not really got like a a plot or anything, like, it's not really about anything, it's just about a bunch of teenagers, like, the the last day of high school, Um, yeah, yeah, they you know, the haste and freshmen, um, they go and get a keg and go and have a party. On a field, like it's just these guys just it, it, hanging out with the characters in it, in it are so lovable and so likable that you just kind of want to ha- you're hanging out with them for a few hours. Um, I always compare it. I think I mentioned it in the Stranger Things episode. Stranger Things kind of had this yeah. kind of feel with it with the kids. Um, obviously that's got like that like, like a sci-fi plot and sci-fi element to it. When these kids are just hanging out, it's got a very days confused feel. And um, the charm of it, the wit, the dialogue is like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that I quote <laughs> so many people that I know, like, um, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and um, you just, you just gotta keep, you just gotta keep living, yeah, man. yeah, L-I-V-I-N. like it's Matthew McConaughey's cool, like, he's just fucking cool in this film. Um, you've got <laughs> this, like. You've got this drinking game where this kid in it called Mitch. Yeah, it's almost like those characters. And every time he thinks he's going to you do a shot. It's, it's just ingrained. It's, yeah, I've yeah. That's a problem. I'm talking about this. You just want to watch like, all of them again. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say, um, it so it's kind of like um, the character. You want to hang around with the characters. You want to have a drink with them. Um, it's a hangout film. Look, there's not. There's Are not you just basically a, just watch them chill out? You introduce to these characters. Um, each character is like a thing going on. Um, you watch them chill out. You watch them discuss at the end of high school. Girls, um, freshmen, for example, like yeah, yeah. just going to high school. The seniors take the freshmen out um, and give them like a few drinks and like introduce them to high school. Um, you've got it, it, it's very good at world building, which I don't think as well because uh, you're sort of thrown yeah because not every world and it's not every film needs to be like, like a small start town. middle end it can just um, be like you just know that sort of Houston but it feels alive it feels like yeah exactly just like a crazy night out no like, like you yeah, just turn yeah. out with these guys for one night and it's the most fun you'll have uh, yeah um, but Richard Richard Linklater is great at doing this. Uh, he's got a film that came out a few years ago called Boyhood, uh, which doesn't really have like a linear plot. It just follows this guy twelve years over his life. Um, and Linklater is very good at creating these sort of films that feel like they don't have like a set plot, um, but you just you're kind of hanging out around all these different people. Um, so uh, you, you know you get introduced to you know in this film you have got like the stoner, the football player. You just hang around with these guys and yeah, definitely, like yeah. so well in all of his films. He creates characters that you just hang around with or you want to see more with. 
Yeah, like it's just one of those films. You, we just like a Sunday afternoon film. Oh, film. Like if you've not seen it, it's the most thing you'll have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching a film. What makes you love it so much? Just like how I like, every day. Like, <laughs> is it reliable? I guess. It's just the sitting there. I mean, Friday night. The characters, it's relatable. The characters are great, and it's like it's it's got some. Well, about eighteen in there, like they talk about like you know life after high school. And yeah, so that's like, pretty much same age as well. You tomorrow, so happy around. birthday, Jake. Um, <laughs> eighteen, yeah, eighteen. They're all teenagers, and yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, it's much, yeah, and um, it, it's one of those things where you just you're in the middle of it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, they've got they just. It's just great hearing these guys talk and hang around with. It's the perfect. It never feels like it's. Oh, it's only it an hour and forty. Well that's a good. That's a good length. It's, to be an hour, it's an hour and forty minutes long. It's. It's just if you have a like, yeah, like. Mm-hmm. You just you sat there. Yeah, yeah. You, you introduced this world of characters. Last night at high school. Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't watched any of these. I, I, I'd, I'd like to put in a bit more input, but you know. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm doing uh, a decent job considering I haven't felt nah. sane enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You're only just starting to get like into film pop, aren't you? So But um yeah, this well night yeah, we're gonna have to really really got out for a good film. Um, so basically I'll be yeah, back uh, on the later episode. We're back now, we're gonna be regularly like doing podcasts. Yeah, um, Jack, we'll hopefully be back. We'll definitely yeah, be back I've really episode. enjoyed it. Thanks for having um, me on, Jake. And yeah, yeah, no problems. Uh, Happy birthday for tomorrow. I mean, it listening. won't be we'll tomorrow when it's released, I guess, unless you're gonna. Thanks for coming on, George. Oh, by today. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. birthday tomorrow. Brilliant then. Yeah, so ten. No, that's I'm gonna ten films like in now, detail. So me yeah, and Jake think of them, even though I haven't seen half of them. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Exactly. Well, I think I think that no, I think they no, I think I've already put them on watch list myself. But if not, you can put <laughs> well, them on your one. They're all on your watch list. I'm quite into watch list on Letterboxd. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, for tuning in. See you uh, later. We'll see you episode ten next time. So all figures. Bye.